Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the next instalment of the DNA podcast. I haven't a Scooby, which one we're up to now. Eight, maybe, maybe nine, not too sure. Obviously, the last one has gone down really well. Thank you, everyone, for all of your wonderful feedback on my sort of live in-session whilst at Rainbow. Yeah, that it was great to sort of listen back for myself sort of thing of the trip and and yeah, the feedback that I've had from everyone has been absolutely mega. So yeah, thank you for everyone that's left us reviews and sent me sort of uh, messages about that podcast. Went down really well, which is cool. Got another fantastic podcast lined up for you on this one with Ian McMillan, who I caught up with whilst we were out at Mustang Lake in Norfolk, Rich Wilby's place. An unbelievable venue. I mean, I, I suppose it's about six acres I believe it is it might even be a bit smaller than that I'm not 100% sure but yeah the stocking of fish that's in there is unbelievable 130 pounders seven or eight 40 pounders yeah yeah absolutely mega I remember seeing that place many years ago when it opened up for the I think the first year I was there when it was open and yeah what what a difference it is now I mean that was god how many years ago was that seven or eight years ago I believe something like that anyway but yeah fantastic venue and got to catch up with Ian obviously for the interview that will be coming up shortly so what have I been up to since I got back from Rainbow then well we have obviously launched a new apex range at DNA which has gone down very well for all you predator anglers out there we've got some new um, sprays for all of your dead baiting and your lures and you know some of you guys that do your sort of fly pike fishing type things I'm, I'm not really into my pike fishing to be honest I'm a, I'm a little bit behind with all of that and um, and yeah the the sprays have gone down really well which which is great to see sort of thing you know um obviously we're moving forward as a company we've got uh, lots of other things you know planned in for the pipeline for next year and what have you and new launches of products etc and the apex ranges you know one of them that's just been launched for this winter so yeah if you've not seen it well, i got out did a little mini video with ben humber and and yeah that yeah it was a good day out on the somerset levels nice to go out and film something a little bit different you know so yeah going out and filming a bit of pike fishing was really cool good day that was good day out so yeah well worth a watch over on the youtube channel and yeah winter is nearly here well it feels like it's been here for ages to be honest with you it's been we've had some random days where it's been so cold and then we've had other days where it's just been mega and you feel like you could catch out of your own bathtub sort of thing so yeah we've got the winter series obviously that is going to be shot this year difficult times ahead for me definitely filming in the winter months I can't tell you the amount of stress that's involved with 
with filming in the winter, it's yeah, it's it's not the easiest in the world. Trying to keep cameras dry and batteries alive and lenses from you know steaming up and what have you. But the results are definitely there to be had in the winter months. And it's a series that I really sort of look forward to the end of, to be honest, because, you know, that they, they've been such good winter series. The last, the last five years have been shooting them and, yeah, they've been absolutely amazing. What, at the, once we've looked back at the end, you know what I mean? There's been a lot of, you know... Ball Lake get involved with the winter series and you know not a lot of other people I suppose are out there doing it because you know it's difficult isn't it getting out getting people you know out for the filming getting out ourselves you don't get a lot of daylight you know and it's just yeah it's stressful but you know they pay off all the time and the rewards are definitely there to be had and you know that's shown on the last on the last sort of five years you know, you can look back on some of the results that we've had in the winter months have been absolutely mega, you know, better than what a spring or summer series would be like. So, so yeah, start talking, you know, with a theme of series and what have you, me and Tom, we've obviously been chatting away about the open access series, which will be coming back next year. Thoroughly looking forward to getting back out with Tong every month and uh, pissing about as we do. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, whilst on that theme, we might as well jump in straight away. I've not really been up to a lot other than, oh, I did four days harvesting with the wonderful Simo. That was good. That was a bloody good harvest, to be fair. He ended up with a new ornament on his truck, for any of you guys that have seen that. Um, yeah, that, that was quite funny to, uh, for us, maybe not for him. And... Yeah, there's a few videos floating about on Facebook if you haven't got a Scooby what I'm on about there um, of what was stuck to Simo's truck. But the harvest for that, yeah, went really well. I mean, we weren't expecting many 20s. I think we were only expecting about 10 20s, to be honest. I mean, we ended up with about 120 of them. So, yeah, a lot of them, I think, are going to go back as well next year. So we'll have plenty of big ones um, to harvest next year which will be great so yeah that was a good four day harvest out with with uncle simo which was always an enjoyment um but yeah so other than that really i've not really done a lot of my own fishing just haven't had this time unfortunately you know just been flying around filming bits and bobs and uh, obviously getting this winter series planned ready for this year and uh yeah getting that underway to be honest so yeah, looking forward to what the Winter Series has in store for us this year. Right, let's dive straight in with the interview with Ian McMillan. So welcome to the podcast, Ian McMillan. Oh, Hello, oh, don't call me Dad. Ian, please. Dad. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> don't call me Ian. we got confession to make for this one. Have we? Well, yeah, this is the second time we've done it. We don't talk about the first time because it's your fault that we ended up not being aired. Hang on a minute, it's not my fault it wasn't aired. You went on a little bit of a rant. Only because you'd had a drink and you were goading me. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Whilst they did say in the office it was comedy gold and priceless <laughs> and excellent to listen to, it can never see the light of day. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's set the scene. Where are we? Uh, we are at, we're on Mustang Lake in Norfolk, at Rich Wilby's place. Um, and it's. Pigsville, isn't it? It's isn't it just? five acres, um, 
140 fish, 130s and 840s. 840s? Which is ridiculous, Just isn't it? having 840s in this, let alone the 130 pounders And we've well. been here for 24 hours and we've not caught nothing yet and there's some good angles here, but we're all on hooks because if you get a bite, there's a very good chance it's a, it's a good 30 pounder, yeah. but um, they're no mugs, are they? No. Been fished for for 10 years. Yeah, you had a bit of a... a I definitely got turned over yesterday, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely got mm. turned over, yeah. But Richie's saying, uh, you don't get full-blown rippers. They're like bream bites, and you know. So um, mm. I thought I'll be a bit sneaky and put three running leads on. Yes. Obviously, they've spat that out with gusto and thought, yes. right, well, yeah. back to the drawing board, Mr. McMillan. Mm. So um, uh, yeah, but it's nice to be here. It's yeah, lovely, it and I haven't been here for. We I fished it when it first opened when I was doing a bit on Spitfire, and then we come down here and just fish for doubles yeah, in the day. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like fun fishing, yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and all the island was just like scorched earth. There was no trees, and nice. obviously to come back this many years later and see how beautiful it is. Yeah, it's amazing um, how much it's changed. It's a credit yeah. to Rich because he's such a lovely bloke, isn't he? And, yeah, and he's, yeah, proper legend. And, he, and it's it's just a testimony to good fishery management. Um, he sells his weeks every year now without even trying. Yeah. Uh, because there's tons of big fish. Yeah, and they're just. I'd like things. it to be a bit easier. I do like yeah. a bit of a muggy 30. Yeah, yeah, I think we all do, definitely. You know, I don't like working too hard for me fish. No, <laughs> as we all know. No! No! So, what have you been up to then? What's going on in the world of top? Oh, well, my, my whole world's been turned upside down, hasn't mm. it, this year? Um, I don't want to be too negative, but, you know, it, it's everybody, well, everybody, I suppose a lot of people know what's going on and. Um, it's now uh, we're told it was in, it's incurable cancer, um, which is absolute shit. Mm. But you know, I'm a positive guy. I'm surrounded by so many wonderful people, not just me, me girlfriend and me mom and me family, but me close friends. Yeah. Um, and outside of that world, the people that sponsor me, you know, DNA and Century and P, and they're all so supportive and and the love and outpouring of of just loveliness has been humbling it's really lifted me yeah it, it really has lifted me and yeah and you know we've gone into i had the surgery and then they found what they found inside and they've they've deemed it as incurable they've not said it's months no. they don't know how long it is but they've said it's unlikely to be 10 years mm. so if i get five years you know i'm gonna fucking make them good five years yeah, good you know man. that's the way i look at yeah, it and yeah. yes i have shit days and i get upset and i'm very emotional and i'm very open about my feelings now and and if anything, I think it's made me a better person. Yeah. But, mate, we all die. I'm just well, going to die that earlier. Is it. That is it. Yeah. And I'm quite flippant with it. You know, when I say things like this to people, like, oh, I might not be here in two years, I'm being completely serious about that and realistic. You know, mm. I'm not going into this with my eyes closed. No. But it's the other people that find it more upsetting when I talk like that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm. What's what just I'm okay with it. I'm not okay with it, don't get me wrong, but no. that's the hand I'm dealt. Yeah, and I'm yeah. fucking going to try my best to live a good mm. life with good people. Yeah, mate. And you, you've yeah. been, at, you've, well, you've certainly done that. I mean, you're back out and at it now. Back out. Um, the, the only thing I struggle with now is I struggle, because I'm now on long-term chemotherapy mm. every other week, that I struggle with fatigue. But I've, I've now got, like, I've got a power barrow. I've bought a bigger van to make my life easier. Yeah. Um, when I go to fisheries or... You know, people are being more accommodating, and well, if we, you, we'll carry your gear, you're just being lovely. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but with the first time I went fishing after my surgery, after I got over the operation, I went to Millbrook, which is only up the road from where I live, and I moved. Typical like me, I'd got my old barrow, 
mm. don't take a lot of kit and I've moved three times and I'm absolutely bollocks yeah, yeah. and I was moving a hundred yards and, and that's when I realized that um, because I've lost weight it's, it's affected my strength and my stamina and, and what I can do so I'm just aware of that a bit more now and I get I get tired and I just have a sleep yeah, simple yeah. as that you know you've just got to adjust your life to the cards that you dealt mm. that, that, that's how I am now but I'll be honest since we, we, when we come out of hospital, I mean, you came to see me in hospital. It was mm. it was really dark times, um, and we came out of hospital, and, and it was absolutely horrendous. Yeah. I didn't want to be here. You know, I wish mm. they'd turn the machine off, mm. which is is awful to say. But then, once you adjust to the fact that this is your life now, and I've managed to get out fishing, I've, it's it's just revitalised me yeah, and give me a purpose again. Yeah, yeah. Because just to enjoy going fishing. And, and I've found a very happy place again. Um, I'm fishing, I've got a syndicate Western Park, one of Rob Ailes' waters, mm. which is beautiful. And I really like being there. It's not far, it's about 50 minutes from home. Um, you know, my days are chasing 50 pounders around the country are gone. You know, I, I, I wanna I wanna, I wanna fish for where I wanna fish, with yeah, who yeah. I wanna fish for, yeah, yeah. And, and with good people. Yeah. It, it, it's all about enjoyment now. That's, that's how it is, but the fishing has really fired me up yeah to to live my life yeah you're to the lucky fullest. you've got that really isn't you? i think you know. if i hadn't got that mm. and the people around me that i've got i think i would be in a real bad place yeah, dark yeah. place yeah. That, that i don't even want to think about mm. um but i'm i'm fortunate that i've got fishing yeah and yeah. And, it, and it's it's made me realize that petty arguments over what fish counts or what doesn't and who's <laughs> it doesn't mean shit does it really no. it really doesn't mean no. nothing no um, definitely and um i remember it was it, paul and jace from dna came to see me at my house i'd only been out of hospital a couple of days uh, and they came to see me and, and and that was one of the first things i said to them that i am however long i've got left i am determined to live my life as happy and fulfilled as i can mm. and and yeah there's dark days and there's upsetting thoughts like i could cry i could cry now yeah, when i yeah. think about maybe you as a, as a close friend or but, but you, you you know i i went to see a counselor via the macmillan cancer center right. yeah and they really he really drummed into me about carpe diem which is latin for seize the day right so he said don't live in the past because it's gone you can't predict what's going to happen in the future so it's wasteless energy there's no yeah, point yeah. even trying to go there you know mm. just focus on living each day to the best of your ability and, and I try and hold on to that yeah or of course your mind wanders and you think about well not you know I think about thing when I look at my girlfriend or look at me mom or look at my close friends and I think there's gonna come a day where I'm never gonna see you again which is fucking awful mm. if you pardon my French but but then I, I flip out of that and then I think about the good times that I'm going to have with you yeah, or with, yeah. with Beachy or with Kathy. Yeah, or, which is what you've got to do, really, isn't it? It is, you know, Otherwise, like you say, you're always going to be ending up in this dark place yes. all the bloody time. But it, it, what it's it showed me is that I've had a lot of good years in the fishing industry. Yeah. And it, and it showed a lot of good in fishing. Mm. Whilst you see a lot of shit on social media and people arguing that shouldn't really be arguing, I have seen a side to social media and the public and the fishing industry and public in general that has warmed my heart yeah, yeah. like you would never believe yeah. and, and I'm very appreciative mm. of that, I really am mm. and, and and now we're in a good place um, you, you know the chemo's a bit shit every other week and you get a few side effects Yeah. Um, but again I'm determined as much as I can for not, not to rule my life yeah good push on like you know yeah good um, so 
We're in a good place. Yeah. We are in a good place. Yeah, good. It's good to hear. I'd like to talk a bit about, you know, almost from day one for you, when you because, I mean, you've been earning a living out of the fishing industry for many years now. Well, 2000 many, many years. To 2001. Right. So, And I started... Um, how start, did that happen for you? I was... Um, back then, the, the words wannabe weren't really... Well, they were, I suppose. Um, anyway, I, I was, I've been fishing locally. Um, I'm not really catching much. I haven't really got much clue. I'd, I'd gone in a phase where I was into... I'd had a messy relationship split. I'd sold all my fishing tackle. I was on the piss all the time and doing other things that I shouldn't really have been doing. And, and it was a bad, bad place. And, I, and my mate moved in with me in my, in my house that I bought. Mm. And he was still fishing. He got all his kit. So I started using his kit <laughs> going down the local... To get me away from that sort of side of my life that yeah, I was involved yeah. with. Um, and, I just, and I started getting down to Linear and Horseshoe and places like that and started catching a few fish. And then I was working at JCB at the time and it was um, a company called Armored, which is, they've, they've gone now, uh, but Tony and Jill own that and they they sort of were giving me bits of terminal tackle and leads. And, yeah. Um, I mean, this was in the very early days that like Corder had a tiny little terminal tackle board with lead clips and leads and mm. tubing. Mm. They, they, you know, they were very very in their infancy um so we were sort of going up against them if you like and so tony said to me he said why don't you fancy becoming a rep for, for us so basically he bought a van they used to load the van up with stock make the appointments and i'd go around all the big shops all over the country right selling direct well at the time that was really difficult because you go into a shop and you've got brands like fox and nash and obviously corda mm. esp and, and the classic answer when you went in trying to sell them a new range of leads and terminals, yeah, yeah. well, we've already got that. We yeah, haven't got yeah. no space. And, yeah. um, but <coughs> steadily, steadily, the, the, the company was growing, they were advertising, and they, they started to get a foothold. So of course, then the shops were wanting you to get to, to stop the gear. So, um, you know, I used to do a end of, sort of thousands and thousands of miles every year. And, and I was basically selling off the back of the van. Right. So then... Um, I did was, they do any niche sort of products back then? No, no, they, they, did, did they, they did that first lead clip. It was called the Lockjaw lead clip. Right. Now, at the time, it was revolutionary. And it's still, I think, to this day, one of the best lead clips. Right. What was different about it, that? What, at the time, you got the Corder ones and the Nash... No, the Nash ones had a little pin in them. But the Corder ones just popped onto the swivel. So, literally, that would wear. So, you get a bite. Yeah, The yeah. fucking thing had come off the swivel. Yeah. The lead is still on. And you lose the fish in the weed because the lead wouldn't come off. Mm. So, Tony came up. He played around with it. He's got quite an inventive mind. And he and he had the clip molded and designed it so that the, sw the barrel of the swivel would sit inside the clip. You close the clip, hence locked jaw. Right. And it locked the swivel in place. So, of course, what happened? The, the, when the fish took the, took the rig, took the bait, it bolted and the lead would come off because the swivel was locked. Right. Now, you used to go into some shops and they go, oh, we're not stocking them because they're death rigs. Because uh, everybody thought the way to go was not having having the swivel and the clip locked really? in. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you look at it now mm. and everybody does it that way. Yeah. That's how advanced that clip was at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just grew from there. They, they, they were one of the first to bring out a really heavy coated hook link called Kickback. Right. Which is, was basically from the European market, from PB, which was called Green Hornet. Right. So all Tony did was repackage it and marketed it called called Kitback right. in the UK. Um, and they were just very, very... 
they weren't groundbreaking, but it was something different yeah. that, that was yeah, available. Yeah. At the time, you got like um, snake bite and stuff like that, yeah, which yeah. was for a combi rig wasn't that great because it was quite supple. Yeah. So this stuff was really stiff, the kit, but you had to steam it. Mm. So it, it, it gave you lots more varieties with rig presentations and right. um, and, and it just grew from there. And obviously from there, I, we started doing the shows. I started meeting more and more anglers. And I remember at the time thinking, um, you know, I was sort of meeting people like Dave Lane or whoever it may be. And used, I, was, I wasn't idolizing these people, but I started writing in the magazines and it was back then when the magazines would approach you because yeah. of what you were catching yeah not yeah. because of who you were sponsored by yeah it was about merit and um what you were so i just seen a fizz of i think it's a chicken um you got you got approached mm. and i used to think back then oh, i don't i'm not that comfortable with this because who am i you know i yeah, caught a couple yeah. of 30 pounders um you know there was people like dave Wade and whoever else were in the magazines and and i almost felt embarrassed Mm. really but then you kind of think well if the people don't want to read it they could just turn the page and, and read what yeah, they want yeah, you know yeah. um, and I think because I I still maintain the fact that it's only fishing and it's not really like real life that it, you know so you see some people now that they think they're like fucking Jesus don't they, they because they've caught a few 40 pounders <laughs> be them, careful sorry be careful. I'm <laughs> you know and they haven't been around five minutes and they're no, doing tuitions and they're dishing out advice and you think well just conduct yourself with a bit more dignity mm. you know be a bit humble and i've always tried to be humble and it, and, it, and it's got me quite a long way in the industry yeah, yeah. you know and i've, I've yeah. managed to well you find most people that are humble and like that you know do get along take steve briggs for instance yeah, you yeah. know i mean what a lovely lovely yeah. man for anyone that's lucky enough to have met him mm. he's like just one of the true gents mm. in the end and he's been been around from day dot as yeah. far as I can I mean look at I mean I, I had a lot to do with Corder when I was involved with Corder for a number of years um, and Danny Fairbrass gets a lot of un unnecessary mm. bad yeah, press yeah. not and people don't know him no and he's an absolutely fantastic yeah. person they only hate him because he's successful yeah and he's and good at what he it's does it's all my mate said my mate yeah. said, and it's yeah. you know it's all Chinese I, I found Danny to be nothing but a kind mm. passionate very generous man mm. and he still is you know he puts a lot back into yeah, carp fishing sure. yeah, whether it's otter fencing um or children's events or charity things yeah he puts a lot back into carp yeah, fishing yeah. and i've always been the sort of person that would think i would rather say to someone like that well well done i yeah, doff yeah. my cap to you you deserve respect rather yeah. than hate him i know it's, 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 no need for it, is there? There's not a lot of... I mean, certain no people need. in this world need hating on because they're absolute cops. <laughs> but Danny Fairbrass and Steve Briggs are not in that yeah, category. No, definitely. Well, you, uh, that's probably a good point because you started working for Corda, didn't you? I, I, didn't, I was working for Tracker. I was a rep from Armalad. Tracker approached me about um, working for them uh, on a four-day week right. basis. So what and that were Armalad still going at that point? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It was all fine. I, I just, you know, I, went, I just, I chose the job at Tracker, um, but that would allow me to fish three days a week. Right. So uh, again, I was a rep, going around the big shops. Yeah. So what I would do, whichever at the time I was sort of chasing, I was almost bounty hunting, if you like. So I'm chasing big fish on circuit waters like Wellington, Frimley, yep. Essex Man, Monks Pit, wherever it may be. Mm. So I would tailor my week on a Thursday. That come Thursday dinner, I was finished and I was like half an hour from the lake. Right. I got my gear in the van, yeah, yeah. So I'd get me three nights fishing in, and 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 and, and that's when I would do my magazine work over the weekend. So right. we worked, tracker were getting exposure, I was building my profile. 
Um, and of course, when you're fishing waters like I've just named, mm. if, if you're going to catch carp, you're going to catch big carp because yeah, that's what's yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, and it just spiraled and spiraled and spiraled from there. Mm. Uh, but I was never employed. I was a, I was a paid consultant. Right. At okay. So you were still working at Tracker. At I was M. working for Tracker, and I was a consultant for Corda, right, cool. um, uh, and, I was, and and everything was fine. You know, mm. I did a lot of filming with Danny, uh, and I remember the first time I filmed at Wally, and I was absolutely shitting myself. You know. Yeah. And back then there was only two cameras, um, and a producer, but it was still very overwhelming because yeah, Danny was yeah. very good at it mm. and very experienced, and I was really nervous. And then we did the shoot. I had a couple of fish. Danny had one. Uh, and then Ali rung me a couple of days later and I thought, oh, you know, you think, oh God, this isn't going to go well. <laughs> yeah. So I picked the phone up and he went, he went, he went, Tong, you were the bottle. He says, you were really good. And I thought, is he being a bit patronising? He went, seriously, you were, for your first time, yeah. you were you were confident, informative. And that was a thinking tackle, I'd That was you. a thinking tackle yeah, in 2005. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then I did a couple more with them. We did a lot of filming at Gigantica. Was that a TV thinking tackle, yeah. was it? Yeah. Bloody hell, loads of pressure then. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking I mean, hell. you look back in some of the venues we went, and you think, you know, that we could have been on an hiding to nothing. Yeah. And at the time, I mean, I'm sure if Danny listens to this, he would. Danny never got paid a penny from Sky Sports. No. So he would pay for everything yeah. to produce the Thinking Tackle, which I'm thinking at the time was even back then it might have been twenty grand. Yeah. All in because he used money. to have to pay the crew because they hired their equipment mm. so Danny will get an invoice at the end for a finished product even their hotel bills and food and stuff yeah, like that yeah. so and I'm sure he said it was 20 grand back then and that was such, and that was a long time ago now mm. they've got all their own super duper equipment and, yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously what Danny would get back in subtle because you couldn't name Corder as a brand on Sky Sports no you, you could you couldn't you, you could still s- almost can't can you really you can't no yeah, you could say like um hybrid hook link yeah, or you yeah. could say s7 yeah but you couldn't yeah. say dna s7 or yeah, cordy yeah, yeah. um so you had to be very careful because then you could you could do the shoot and then they'd pick they'd, they wouldn't run it if there was one discrepancy where they thought it was blatant advertising yeah yeah um so um so i did a lot of that and then we did a lot of filming over at gigantica right that yeah, was when yeah. cordy had started to do the free dvds what uh to display the products and yeah. stuff like that and um and then I think it was 2009, I left Tracker and I left Corda and I decided to just go full time fishing, tuitions. Um, right. And so I've sort of been what full. What made you do that? I'd, I'd taken. I don't regret taking the job at Nash. Nash approached me about um, going to work for him as a, as a rep for the North. Right. But it would mean leaving Corda, Tracker mm. and Mainline because I was having my bait off Mainline at the time. Right. So I took the job. There was a bit of. <clears throat> Um, backstabbing from certain people about loyalty and all this but you know I got offered a good salary for, from a good company yeah. and I took the job and it didn't work out me and, me and Kevin clashed a few times and I've still got respect for Kevin but I, we just couldn't work together right yeah yeah so um, I just left as an employee but they kept me on as a consultant for some, for, for some years you know so I was making me money from uh, being paid by Shimano and Nash mm. and, and any money I needed to top up I would make up from tuitions right. and obviously at the time magazines used to pay you for features yeah, you get yeah. a couple hundred pound a feature yeah I know. You know, they, were that, they were good times they were good times and it's just rolled on from there really um, and I think I don't know I think as long as you move with the industry yeah. the problem is that a lot of people will say oh it was way back it was way better back in the day 
No, he wasn't, because one, this fucking gear was shit, the bait was shit, and we were shit. Whereas now, it's it's an open playing field because yeah. there's so much information. Yeah, it's the, just, it's now, it's, it's because it's busier now. Yes. That is, you that's know, that's everyone's issue, isn't it? But then surely that should make you try a bit harder and become a better angler. Well, yeah, there's that side of it yeah. as well, definitely. Um, but, yeah, the, the old days weren't good because we didn't know what we were doing. No. no clue what we and probably some would say still, I still don't know what we're doing now. Um, but the advancements I I am I embraced I've moved with the industry and and I've embraced I'm not as good on social media as perhaps you or like pictures and people like that are very, very active on it. You know, mm. pictures is, is the master at it, isn't it? <laughs> but I don't want to be sitting on my phone when I'm fishing, posting on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook like all the time you're pissing around on your phone, you're not actually fishing, are yeah, you? you know? that's so true, yeah. um, so I think I've got a good balance where I keep my sponsors happy with me filming and me writing and me yep. social media presence, but I'm not overwhelmed by it all, mm. you know. So, um, and I think that's the key is, is moving with the industry. I've just seen a carp. Oh, it oh, wasn't. Yeah. It was bird. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That duck's just come out and dived head first straight into the margin. Anyway, mm. so yeah, I, and there's a few people in the industry. I think to get longevity, you've got to be open-minded and move. With the times, yeah, yeah, you know, if it is that you've got to become a bit more active on social media, then you have to do it if you want to earn a full-time living like I do out of carp fishing. Mm. Um, mm. It's a lot harder than people, you know, portray it. You know, people are like, oh god, you know, you wouldn't know what hard day's work is if it kicked you in the face, this and that. But you know, every job has their, you know, good good points and bad points. Yeah, yeah. No matter how good the job is. I mean, again, it's good days and bad days. You know, people think it's. It's a walk in the park filming when you've got thousands of pounds worth of camera equipment and it's pissing down with rain, mm. you can't get wet. Yeah. Your day's ruined. Yeah, or your shoot might be ruined and then you have to reschedule. Yeah. Because without fish or without footage you ain't got a show. No, no, so and, you need to be going to them places. And where... you need so you need to we, we we definitely I mean I've got still got a big list at home of venues we want to go to. But you ain't gonna go to Christchurch or you ain't gonna go to Alfix Northlake, or yeah. to guarantee yourself a catching a few yeah. for the show. I mean, it's what it's it's wonderful, isn't it, to go to somewhere like that and you have them sessions, you know. Well, and look, it, look at the winter, look at the winter series. Yeah. We, like we couldn't have scripted that, you know. No. Everyone's going. You go to Alfix, you take maggots. I'm like fuck maggots, I don't <laughs> use them. <laughs> no. So I just took eight mil switch, <coughs> and I had a, I think I had a twenty, a thirty six, and a forty two. Yeah, yeah. Which, and like I think even Rob Marsh, who's a regular, at Alfie, mm. he's like. Mate, that just doesn't happen no, in the winter down no, there. No, no. Well, there but, was a couple of Marshy's mates that come up and they couldn't believe what was yeah. happening for And James, us. he had he had a couple of bites um, on the switch yeah, to my yeah, left. Yeah, You know. One you, of which was a PB for yeah, him as you know, well, So it? I very much, I think, you know, you if you've got a good bait, I think it's a cop-out when you, you run off and use maggots in the winter. <laughs> yeah. One, because I don't like buying them. <laughs> Primarily they're messy and they stink and they're grown on rotting flesh, so why the fuck would you want to touch them? <laughs> yeah. Boilies, out of the bag, nice, oh, clean. No, it is a bit of you, that. But I, 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 I just I, I put my faith in the bait. Yeah, yeah. And it paid off. I could go to Alfix another ten times mm. and blank on boilies. Yeah. But I'll stand by my morals and I'll fish. Yeah. I'll fish with the bait that I'll, I'll you know, because a lot of people, they, in the winter, you see a lot of winter captures and you think, I know you've caught that on maggots or a zig. Yeah, yeah. And you're blatantly lying. Yeah, you know, You're hoodwinking yeah. people. It's, mm. it's, I think if you're truthful to yourself with what you're telling people, because you've got to be a good liar yeah. to not trip yourself up yeah, over the definitely, years. Yeah. So if you if you stick with honesty and, and truth, mm. then you can't, you can't 
be caught out, couldn't no, it? No, no, definitely. Like. Yeah, definitely. I must admit, I was shitting myself when Jay said um, on that last winter series last year, no, mate. Oh, he was adamant, like, money. Fucking That's hell, only because he knew he knew that, like, when we went to Alfie's, because Perry does catch a lot of carp from there. Yeah. And he does put maggots in his mix. He has to use his bait. Yeah. But he, he, he still got maggots in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's uh, that's one of the things we pride ourselves on is we don't lie on the shoots. You know, if we use maggots, we, sh we, we yeah. use maggots. You know, yeah. we show that we use maggots or if we use corn or, you know, we use this, that and the other. I, I just, so, I think what that proved is conditions were favourable for a couple of days, weren't they? It was warm, mild, mm. then it went really cold. That When I had that 40 pound, it was freezing yeah, right in the morning. Yeah, mate. And that was it. That was, that. You'd, you'd done your bolt then. Mm. I don't think there was any more bites on that later. No, no. Um, but if, if you, you know, if you go in with a plan and it worked, it might yeah. never work again yeah, on, yeah. on boilies, but... Mm. You know. It's quite fascinating about what Rich has said about this place, isn't it, with the winter? Yeah. You know, if Rich sells winter tickets on Mustang, um, was it 30 tickets, something 30 like tickets, that? Yeah. And yet there's a couple of lads that come on here using 18 millers. Yeah, a good quality bait. Good quality bait. Good milk bait, protein bait, put, yeah. Put a lot of it out yeah. as well, you know, stove yeah. it in with 18 And they're 18 catching on size millers. 4 and size 2 up. Yeah, big They're not pissing around with size 10s yeah, and maggots. Not, yeah, and all the lads that are using winter tactics, i.e. 10 millers, you know, small baits which you associate the winter with, didn't you? Mm. You know, you don't associate winter fishing with a bloody 18 miller. But then is that where <laughs> but, we're but, all but, going but wrong? But my rigs didn't... I use the same rigs. If I go to France, I use a size 4. Mm. Might even use a 2. Mm. I go in England, I'm, I'm now size 4s. Winter at Alphix, size 4s. Same rigs. Yeah. You know, yes, I was using the switch at Alphix. Would it matter if I'd have used S7? I don't think so. I think if you fish well, you don't pile a load of bait in. And, and you, yeah, but I'm wondering whether you should be piling a lot. But, but what Rich is saying here about this is a syndicate in the winter. Mm. So you can see why the lads put bait in, because they want to establish a bait for those yeah, five months. Yeah, yeah. It's but, a bit different on Alphix. It's such a big turnover yeah, of people. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but then I suppose if you go in there on the regular, do you know what I mean? You know, it's definitely something worth thinking I mean, about. I, I thought, because um, I knew Perry wanted that specific swim, or you two were going to share that spot. Well, yeah, Perry yeah. had a 49 until the yeah. year before. And I thought I was on a hiding to nothing. I thought I was going to get... Not not that it was a jealousy thing of Perry, because Perry's a very good angler. Uh, but I thought, well, Perry, he knows that spot. He knows the lake. Yeah. I'm going to get a, the sort of second choice of swim. Yeah. Um, but then you think, well, that's fine. I'll just make the most of it. Mm. And I fished well. Didn't put loads of bait in. No. And and, and Perry ended up blanking. Yeah. No, I thought I was going to get. I thought I was going to get my pants pulled down <laughs> yeah. by Perry. Yeah. Um, but but you know as it because the thing is it's a team effort. There was no jealousy. There was no, no bitterness. No. No. We're there to film a winter series for DNA, and we got a fucking good job done. Mm. We caught some good. You had a nice fish. Mm. James had. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't always work like that. No. You know. No, especially in the winter, which is why a lot of people don't tend to do it. Because well, we're the only ones that risk, did, carry on doing them. Yeah, I know. It seems like everyone shuts up. We're the only shop. ones stupid enough to take, <laughs> yeah, the, take the risk. I think that's more the case, <laughs> to be honest. But we got winter series coming up again. Obviously, this year it's only around the corner yeah, now. Winter's fast. Yeah. We're not, no, we're not going to say where we're going, are we? No, we'll keep... I normally drop myself in. Yeah, it. we'll keep all the venues down. But you are going to do a couple. I'm going to do a couple, yeah. yeah. Um, which I want... I want to get... I want to be active. I want to... The, the thing is... Um, me, me three sponsors have supported me since the cancer mm. in January. Yeah. Um, we went out and did that shoot um, at Blackthorn in June. Yeah. And, and technically, the, they've all been paying me to do nothing. You know? And I, and I can't ever stress how much that has meant to me and Cathy. Mm. Because... 
it meant financially we didn't have to worry. Yeah. But yeah. now, now I'm I'm fitish. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not full. Yeah. I'm not fully yeah. fit. Your um, mind's in the right. My mind's in the right now. place. Yeah, yeah. I want to pay these people back. Yeah, yeah. For being so loving and loyal to me, mm. and they'll never. Words aren't enough. I can't, I can't find the words to thank. Specifically, you know, this is a DNA podcast, so it's aimed at. DNA. I'll never be able to find the words to thank Paul, no. Jace, you, yeah, and Steve. Yeah. I'll never be able to find the words. Mm. So I think it's my duty from now until the day I can't work anymore mm. to do as much as I can for them people that have supported me. Yeah, fair play. You know? yeah. And it's a fucking loyalty thing and I want to do it, you know. I want to I want to get back out and tell the world that, you know, just because you get cancer you don't have to stop living. No, no. Because eventually no, you will. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but until that time, but yeah, of it's course. fucking business as usual. Yeah, mate. Yeah. So we're going to, uh, as well, next year, we've got plans for the open access to come back as well. Yes. So we're going to get, we're going to I don't know on. how that... Uh, I really don't know how that's going to go because. Thing is, I don't. You know, with. Am I going to be the same person where I just I piss think, around? I as much? think you are personally because I just think you know the enjoyment of going. The thing is, we never planned any, no. any of them things. No. We just Paul and Jace were like, go out, do whatever, you know, just get on with it, and we just pissed around. But, like but the problem, the, the, most the good thing don't. is, is we didn't know if it'd work because no. we've, whilst we've worked together on other projects before mm, yeah we'd never been one-on-one -on -one every month no and but we we knew it wouldn't fail because we're, we're such good friends yeah and we yeah. know what makes each other tick mm. um but we couldn't i couldn't have envisaged some of the fiascos and fuck-ups <laughs> and that's just what people see I know. on on the actual finished edit oh, no. but to um, be fair a lot of it does go in i mean a lot of people have said to me oh you know, I'd love to see some of the outtakes and all that. And I'm like, to be honest with you, mate, all the outtakes are in the yeah, actual yeah. show itself. Yeah. Well, you I know, think DNA have let us get away is, with it. Is we don't ram um, products down people's necks. No. There was a, there's, a, there's obviously an itinerary that, let's make no bones about it, it's about promotion. It's mm. about promoting DNA mm. as a bait company. But, and we've, we've cross-sold, if you like, because we've used every bait in freezer and shelf life. Yeah. We've caught every time. So there's... You can't really draw a conclusion of what is the best bait in DNA's portfolio. No, no. Um, but what it's proved is if I used pretty much the same rig wherever yeah. we went, um, different bait, you know, not really, no particles really. No. Mainly no, boily, no. Yeah. a bit of pellet. A bit of pellet, yeah. Um, and it worked. Mm. So we kind of think, like, you don't need to make it that technical. No. Get a good bait, yeah. whether it's S7, SLK, Nutter, mm. or the Switch. Yeah, and it, and it, well, it's freezer or shelf life, and it works. Yeah, yeah. But we don't ram it down people's necks, and we're not saying that. Well, if you don't go out and use S7, you're never going to catch a carp. Because mm. we're not that sort of company. No, we're not that sort of people. Jason, Steve aren't that sort of people. No. Um, and it's. I think people like the fact that we fuck things up, we mess around. Yeah. We catch a few fish, but we make it fun. Yeah, yeah. And we, Which we, is what most people do, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. You know, that's what that's. Most people, they have a bloody horrible job that they work nine to five every yeah. week. They go out at the weekends and they piss around with their mates yeah. and catch a few fish along the yeah. way. Which is, you know, what a majority of the fishing is about. Going out and enjoying yourself with friends, isn't it? Really. And that's what... It really is. It, it, it's, it, it, it's... I mean, a couple of people said to me, um, like, I saw a couple of, uh, of you know... What, what's a 48-year-old bloke doing during the drain pipe or trying to floss? <laughs> well, the fact that I can't fucking do it makes it fun. Right? If, if you don't, you're obviously watching it to really pick holes in me as a person. Yeah. Just don't watch it, mate. Just, <laughs> we don't give a shit if you watch it or you don't. You know what yeah. I mean? But don't go on there and go, a 48-year-old bloke shouldn't be trying to floss. <laughs> Why shouldn't he? You know? 
get, 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 get a life. I'm looking forward to seeing some more flosses in the future, definitely. Do you know, I've got, and I've still got it on my phone, like cancer couldn't have come at a worse time because I'd built up a list of things I've got against you. Yeah, I know you had, yeah. And I've still got them, so they'll be released next year. <laughs> of all the things you fucked up on that I've noticed that, you, that I can use against you. Because you'll always have the upper hand because you've got the camera in your hand. Yeah. Like when you fell in at Trent View, strangely, that never saw the light Yeah, well, I couldn't get it off the camera. Bollocks. <laughs> but we have fun, don't we? And, it's not like hard work, but you do come away from them shoots and you're knackered, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, mate. Because yeah, you've got to make yeah. it work. Yeah, We're yeah, both very conscious that, like, I don't just, I'll say to you, have you got this? Have you got that? We're always double checking one another yeah, to make yeah. sure yeah. we've got too much footage so that you've got a show. Because you don't want to think, oh, I didn't shoot that, I didn't shoot that rig or I didn't shoot that cutaway. Yeah. Then you can't go back and shoot it. No, no. You know, so if you get more, um, and I think it worked. We, you know, we've, we are, we haven't got, hundreds of thousands of followers on our, on our no. out, but we've got a good loyal following and we get 20 to 25,000 views a, a month off them yeah, access, yeah. which for us as, as DNA mm. with what we've got as followers on YouTube is, is bloody good. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well, definitely. Um, and I notice a lot, like I like watching the Ridge Monkey thing with mm. Jay and um, Levy and yeah. uh, Dan. Dan, yeah. Because they make it fun. Yeah, yeah. Because they piss around. <laughs> they don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah. They catch loads of massive car. Yeah. Um, but I know, all them ones out from Abbey. That was unbelievable, wasn't it? But I like. I mean, I, I like people were saying to me, "Oh, you, the open access is a poor man's challenge." Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I'll take that as a compliment because I think the challenge is the bollocks. It is the bollocks. And, and I like watching it because I look. I don't watch it to learn off Mark. No. I watch it because Mark's a div. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah, Harry you love Mark around. and Harry, don't you? Yeah. you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You love like, the relationship I would watch that them they have. And... If they went perch fishing or trotting down the yeah, river. Yeah, definitely. Because you know Harry will be digging him out. <laughs> yeah. I, th I think it's I think it's comedy gold. It is. I think Pitch is brilliant. Yeah, he is very, very He's good. He's very at good it. on camera. You know, none of it's staged. He's no. very witty with it all and it's all brilliant. And Absolutely I like being around brilliant. people like that. Yeah. I don't like being around people that are shaving like six eighths off the pop-up to make it sink slowly. I don't know shit like that. I want to see pictures falling in. Yeah. Or you falling in. That's what I like. Which is what I think most people like, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Right, well, that is probably a nice note to end on, dude. So, How long have um, we been going? Uh, I don't know. I, I can't work. As out. always, professional as ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, dude, thank you for thank coming you. on. And uh, we'll catch up with catch you up on soon. another one. Definitely. Cheers, dude. I hope you all enjoyed that interview with the lovely Ian, Tong, Dad, whatever. You know, I've got many names for him. Dad's probably more appropriate. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we've had some great news from Ian as well. A lot of you might have seen the video that he posted on Facebook where um, the cancer that he sort of originally had is, isn't showing anymore on his scan, which is, yeah, wonderful, wonderful news. Um, yeah, it's just nice to have a little bit of good news uh, from it all, to, to be honest. And, and you know, he seems well, looks well within himself. And like I've said before, you know, I'm thoroughly looking forward to getting back out with Ian every month and getting back to doing what we do, you know. Um, yeah, just uh, amazing, amazing, amazing to see. So anyway, yes, I hope you all enjoyed that interview. Um, stay tuned for more podcasts coming up in the future. Massive thank you to everyone that leaves us a review. 
every single view is like more than welcome honestly i know you know it takes a not even a minute as opposed to leave us a review and it's you know it's great for us to see so if you do have the chance to leave us one that would be awesome so that's it until next time i'll speak to you all soon